In episode 17 of the Remax Cameras podcast, Lucas Bannock and Trevor Vanette discuss balanced markets. Lucas Bannock, you old sport. Good to see you. Good to be, good to be back in the podcast, Remax podcast booth. Yeah, fancy meeting you here, good sir. <laughs> um, let's uh, jump right into things. It's been a busy past couple of months in the Camrose real estate market. Yes, it has. Uh, so much so that some would say that it's uh, turning into a seller's market. Well, I tell you what, Lucas, um, and we got to go back all the way to um, sort of when things shut down. During the Panini? <laughs> During the Panini of, of 2020. March, April, we were all told to stay home. Yes. So when we were staying home, not a lot of property was moving. But when the province started to ease restrictions and things opened up last May, um, we noticed that the buyers came out of hibernation and there was a bit of a snowball effect. They started looking out at properties, writing offers, and it just sort of uh, set the momentum towards um, a, you know a bit of a seller's market. Uh, since then, we've seen a, a very extreme, uh, well, our, our best first uh, four months um, start to the year in 2021. Um, and, and in fact, to the end of May, our uh, number of home sales in Camrose is up 78%. Yeah, that, and that's from year to year. Year to year. But even on the longer scale things, this has been the best first four or five months yeah, I, since 2014? Yeah, I look back the last uh, 10 years. In 2014, uh, we saw a total of 162 residential property sales. Um, for the first five months of the year. That was 2014. This year, we've seen over 170. Yeah. So we, we've beaten the record, uh, if you will, by about 6%. Um, so that's, that's to say that um, it has been a bit of a seller's market in the last few months. But what we're finding in the month of May, things have sort of plateaued a bit and we've come more into a balanced market where the number of sellers and the number of buyers are sort of um, equal again. Yeah. And a lot of people, of course, will get a little anxious when they see those numbers go up because when you think seller's market, you think prices are going to skyrocket. And that hasn't been the case in the camera's market. Not quite. They, they've creeped up a bit. Um, our average house price has snuck up over 300000 again. Uh, but again, you got to take that with a bit of a grain of salt and, and put a little nuance to it. Um, the, the types of homes that have really been selling this year are the family style homes, $400,000 plus. The four dollars to $500,000 category uh, has seen quite a few homes move. Um, pretty much as many homes in the first five months this year as all of 2020. Yeah. Um, so that skews your average house price up. Um, but particular home to home, the price per square foot hasn't jumped a whole lot. Um, that said, some of the market has been driven by construction costs. Uh, we know that what what what's a sheet of plywood now? Ninety five bucks. Yeah, eighty five to ninety dollars, and that's probably changing as we're talking. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> up to one hundred and ten by the end of this podcast. Um, but the cost in construction has has risen very sharply in the last few months, so that has sort of driven the demand for existing inventory, houses that are already built, uh, because they're you know to to duplicate those houses to replace those properties, um, you're looking at a, a significantly higher per square foot cost. Yeah, you, you look at a, a house that was built, say, in, in 2020 for, I'll just ballpark it, $450,000. That same house to build in May of 2021 is probably closer to 500000 Oh, if not more, Lucas. Yeah. You know that. You, you work with some home builders. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... I mean, that's not going to last forever, let's nope. let's hope, because, you know, these home builders need to, you know, sell some properties as well. But the truth is, it's really been good for the people that have been sitting on the market for a while or her, have existing 
you know, properties that are looking to sell, um, the buyers are, are weighing the options of either building or buying something that's maybe a couple years old. And buying something a couple years old and maybe changing the flooring and the paint is, is a lot more inexpensive than going with the new builds. That's and just a reality. Exactly. And that's, that's kind of what happened with material costs as well. It's not just new builds, but people looking at their house, staring at the same wall for the last year when you haven't been able to leave your home, uh, you, you might want to change some things. And that's, that's contributed to the increase in material costs as well. Yeah. So uh, two things there, Lucas. Um, with people staying staying in our houses, we're, we're spending more time at home. We, we've been, um, in a way, forced to stay home one for one reason or another over the last year and a half. Um, we're starting to prioritize where we live. You know, if we're, if we're working from home now or spending uh, more time um, isolating and what have you, um, you want to be as comfortable as possible. Well, you want to be in a place that makes you feel happy. Yeah. Right? So some people are are, are using that and, and they're being motivated to find, you know, a, the perfect home or they make the move to where they want to be happy, whether it be an acreage or a bigger house, hence a bit of the drive for um, the demand for family homes over 400000 I think that's had something to do with it. But also people are looking at, you know, renovations, maybe finishing the basement or yeah. changing up their space. So again, that's all driving costs of construction and costs of, of uh, lumber and, and what have you. Um, being being home is is has never been more important. And <laughs> well, exactly. With, with more people working from home, whether it's um, out of necessity or given the option now to work from home, you know, you may need that bigger house or you may need to do the renovations or whatever. And that's kind of had an effect on the market. Yeah, it's basically people are, are, are deciding to prioritize where they live. Yeah. So whether they, they fix what's currently there, they change it, they renovate it, they update it, or they find something new. And uh, like I said, it's been driving a lot of a lot of family home sales as well as acreages. We've we've noticed a good um, run on acreage sales here the last couple months. Um, it's been quiet in previous years, but we, we're seeing that people are coming from the bigger centers, whether it be you know Edmonton, Shore Park, even Leduc, Beaumont, because we know that property values are more affordable out here. So that's that's driven up the market a little bit as well. Yeah, I believe statistically, acreage sales tend to peak in the summer when you know families don't have school and they're looking at a new place for the kids to go to school. And so June, July, August are kind of when acreage sales have peaked. That's very true. Um, typically the spring market starts in, um, say March when the weather gets warmer and the days get longer, but that's for, you know, in city properties, yeah. single family homes in the city of Camrose proper acreages. Um, their hot season is July, August, September. When things are more in full bloom, um, yards have dried up. They're not as not as uh, wet. Um, it's more accessible to show. Uh, people are just you know driving in the country more. So that's typically when acreages pick up. But that this whole spring market started in the beginning of January, and uh, acreages are are you know much like the in town properties have been a hot ticket lately. Absolutely. So. From a buyer's perspective, with the market trending more towards a seller being more balanced, what can a buyer expect or what should a buyer prepare for with a market condition like this? Because it's been about three years that we've been in a buyer's market, maybe even a little longer. And now that it's skewing a little more to, again, balanced or a seller's market, what changes are happening for a buyer? Well, the thing is, you're no longer dealing from a position of strength. There are more buyers out there competing for less 
homes. Um, so you want to make sure you have your ducks in a row and you basically have um, the bullets in the chamber before you pull the trigger. Make sure you're pre-approved. Make sure you know what your budget is and make sure you have um, talked to your mortgage broker or your bank and make sure you know that uh, you can afford to buy the houses that you're looking at. That's number one, first and foremost. Number two, prioritize. Prioritize what you want to look at. Prioritize what you want to, uh, what you value. Um, do you value a big garage? Do you value a newer kitchen? Do you value five bedrooms? Whatever it is, and, and knowing what you want before you go and you know start looking at fifteen or twenty properties will help you streamline what you're what you're actually focusing on, and you'll be more prepared to to pull the trigger again when when the time comes and you find the right property. Uh, and I just want to touch back on what you mentioned with the mortgage broker. The mortgage rules have now changed. They are stress testing at a higher level. So just be aware of that. If you got mortgage approval, you know, back in March or April, that has changed now. Yeah. You need to go back and talk to your mortgage broker again. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point, Lucas. Mortgage uh, stress test rates have gone up a bit. So um, qualifying is, is just been, the bar has been lifted, so to speak. Thanks for reminding us of that. How have you found the uh, the spring market for you, Lucas? You know, it's 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 busy. It's good. I found you know, as you mentioned, getting people pre-approved is the key. You don't want to you know budget yourself a five hundred thousand dollar property and then be disappointed when the mortgage broker comes back to you and says, "Well, four fifty is kind of your cap." So, I've found in the last six months or so, people are being more cognizant of that and, and getting their ducks in a row. So it's made the buying and selling process a lot easier, not only for buyers, but for sellers as well. They're not worried about that financing condition following through. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's been very helpful. Good point. And I know that it, it can be very frustrating as, as a seller and as a buyer as well um, when you get a deal together on a property and unfortunately circumstances have changed or for one reason or another, the buyer can't get that mortgage. So um, it, it can actually be devastating and heartbreaking in some some instances. Now, what about kind of the the, the first time buyer homes, the starter homes, the, the properties that are around that 250 price point? What's been happening there? Well, there's been a lot of action on those because we're now seeing lower mortgage rates. Yes, the stress test is a little higher, but those lower mortgage rates have made it more affordable for those first-time home buyers. So we're seeing prices tick up a little bit on it, but we're also seeing a lot more interest mm -hmm. in those two to 250 to 275 properties, which is definitely encouraging if you've got a smaller house that you're looking to level up, as it were, now might be the time to sell. So is it? do you feel that these first-time home buyers have been you know, saving up for their down payment, interest rates have come down, and now all of a sudden they can afford a little bit more because of those factors. Um, that's sort of driving the the 250 to 300 price point. Oh, 100%. That those are the major indicators for that. You know, the ability to afford that house. Now, you say you're paying a thousand dollars a month in rent. Well, your mortgage could be 800 bucks on a 200,000 dollar property, depending mm -hmm. on your down payment. It's cheaper than renting. Right. Why wouldn't you? Right. Why 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 pay someone else's mortgage when you can pay your own? Yeah. Um, and, and if you're a seller, I guess across the spectrum and, and in any price point, um, what, what kind of advice are you giving them as we, you know, hit the tail end of this, um, this seller's market and, and we enter sort of a balanced with, with a balanced market, I think, you know, things that we stress already are more important, making sure that home is show ready, you know, 
the stuff on the lawn. Yeah, the kids are out there, but tidy up and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Make sure it's, it's good to go. It, any minor fixes that you can do to, to get the house ready before listing, take care of that. You know, patch the grass if you can, aerate it, uh, those sorts of things. You know, one of the things we see a little more of these days, or at least I am, is that pre-inspection. Mm-hmm. Having the home inspector come in and just say, hey, here's where there are some deficiencies right. that you can remedy, or yep. at least we've done the inspection so anyone who's buying knows now what what they're going to deal with. I've had I have actually had a couple of sellers that have had uh, properties pre-inspected, and they've addressed the you know, minor deficiencies that, that you'll find in any home, but it just, it gives buyers more confidence that it's been looked at by a, you know, a third party professional. The report is available for them to review and uh, they know that the house has been taken care of and, you know, it's, it's been inspected. It's been looked at deficiencies have been noted and they've been addressed. So that's, that's another great piece of advice and it's small investment just to, you know, make your property stand out. Yeah. And I think uh, one of the keys too with being, you know, more balanced market is pricing. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, we're, we're seeing, you know, if you watch the news and you see the market in Vancouver, the market in Toronto, or even the market in Edmonton, and you go, now's the time that I should overprice my, my property by forty fifty thousand $50,000. It's, it's not that way. We're not in a seller's market. It's more of a balanced, maybe teetering on a seller's market. Mm-hmm. But by overpricing your listing, just because of what Edmonton and Toronto and Vancouver are doing, that isn't going to help sell your property. Yeah, you got so true. You got to pay attention to what's going on here in Camrose. I, I, to that point, um, I, I think why it became a seller's market was because there was there were very few buyers at the time. And when they started to... Um, you know, come out of hibernation again and started to take interest and write offers, um, property started to move rather quickly. Now, we still had a bit of an inventory glut, um, but as that sort of started to weather down, there there seemed to be a bit more urgency from buyers and a bit of scarcity, or at least the perception of scarcity. Yes. And that's why we were seeing um, situations of multiple offers on, on some of the well-priced properties. Yeah. But that doesn't mean everything is flying off the shelf. You want to make sure that you're not, you know, getting too greedy and yeah. pricing yourself out of market. Temper your expectations. Yeah, be reasonable with with what your property, what you expect to get for your property. It's going to be based on what you know other comparable homes have sold for. So um, don't don't get too uh, ambitious and, and try and add twenty grand to that because you think that it's so hot right now that you can take advantage you can take advantage but you still got to be reasonable with your approach absolutely 100 percent. yeah as we wrap things up trevor um anything else you'd like to add when it comes to being a balanced market more balanced market anything our listeners should know well as we talked about um buyers the first thing they need to do is get pre-approved so they know what what they can afford sellers need to know what their property is worth. So the best way to do that is to get a, a market evaluation from a Remax agent. Um, and it's free. It's free. You just call our office at 780-672-7474. That's 672-7474. And uh, one of our agents can definitely give you um, a fairly detailed comparative market analysis of what similar homes have sold for and what we believe the range, you know, the, the price range for your property might be just so you have a rough idea of what it's worth. You need to know that before you put your house up for sale. Absolutely. The more knowledge you have, the better. I'll just power my friend. That's right. Well, Trevor, thank you so much for joining us today on the Remax Cameras podcast. Um, again, if you have any questions, you can contact, contact us here at the Remax office, 780 672 
1-800-273-8274. We'd be happy to help you out. Any of our agents here would love to help you out. And we are a miracle office. So anytime you buy or sell a property with a REMAX agent, proceeds of our fees go towards the Children's Miracle Network, benefiting sick kids at the Stollery. Oh, oh, oh.